0: Hey guys, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. If you're coming back, welcome. If you are joining for the first time, welcome as well. (laughs) Um, If this is your first time listening, I would love for you to subscribe. Um, You can find us on Apple Podcasts. And I just got an email about um, being available on Android And I know there's been some difficulty finding it, but just to let you guys know, we are on Android apps. We're on Google Play, Google Music. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, which are both available for Android phones. So if you have have a hard time finding us, just search You Can Tell Me Anything on those, or Teresa Lee, that's my name, it should come up. Um, So definitely subscribe. If you leave me a five-star review with a written review and send that to me, as proof, I will DM you a private confession. I love doing these. I've got tons of secrets and I don't ever repeat the confessions. Believe it or not, I've got a lot of secrets. So you can send that to me on Instagram at Larissa T or on Twitter also at Larissa T or email me Tell me tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, and I also love to hear from you publicly. So if you want to send me your comments to this episode or any past episodes on Twitter, tweet at me publicly. I Usually reply uh, unless you're really mean. And I also might reply unless you're like racist or something. Um, I probably won't reply to that. Uh, So don't do that um, or do whatever you want into your life. I'm not going to censor you. And you can also leave me a voicemail at 323 388 3521. I've played a few of these voicemails on the podcast. If you want your confession played, just let me know. If you want to leave a voicemail, Without it being play, you just want someone to talk to. That's also fine. I will be happy to listen to you. Uh, I do love hearing from you guys. And another quick announcement: we don't have our Patreon anymore, um, but we do still we do have a PayPal. If you're interested in joining um, the newsletter, basically, if you PayPal me five dollars before the fifth of the month, you'll be included on the private newsletter I send to my confidants uh, that month. So there's no commitment month to month just whenever you want and our paypal is paypal.me slash you can tell me anything and uh, I just sent a newsletter last month I'll send another one um, after July 4th I send stuff like private videos Uh, I write out a personal letter um, pictures things like that just fun little goodies for you guys fun way to connect if you want a little bit more from me and finally here's some public shows and screenings I have coming up. Um, my short film, I Think She Likes You, is going to be at Frameline Film Festival in San Francisco on June 26th at 7pm if you live up there in the Castro. It'll be at Roxy Theater actually. Um, but Frameline's a great LGBT festival that's been I think the longest running in the world maybe? Definitely the US. Um, so I would come to that. There's a lot of great films that in that festival um, but ours is on June 26th. And we'll also be at Outfest in Los Angeles in July. Our screening is July 19th at 10 p.m. at the Chinese Theater. Very excited for that. I hope to see you guys. I know I have a lot of listeners in L.A., so if you want to come to that, let me know. And finally, I do stand-up every Monday. I have a show at Public House. I never promote this show because it's very, very low-key, and that's just a warning. If you show up, it's very, very low-key. But it's a fun one. I end up hanging out and talking to people after, so if you want to come and meet me and... You live in LA, it's every Monday at 10 p.m. at Public House on Vermont in Los Feliz. It's free, we give out free beer, free pizza to the audience, we get comedians from all over, Been on TV, all that stuff, and it's it's a good time. And for all my other shows, just go to TeresaLeeComedy.com. I update that regularly. Anyways, I'm very excited for this episode. We recorded this a little while ago. I've been traveling, so um, I, I, I'm finally excited to share this one with you. Uh, I talked to Frank Cronin. He has such an interesting life story. He walked um, up the California coast, basically, um, to uh, raise awareness for homelessness. Uh, he's got just so many incredible stories. He told me some of them on this podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Bye. You can tell.
0: Hey guys, this is Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce our guest. Oh, I'm so excited to have him here. Uh, he's so interesting. He had a documentary when he was in college uh, where he lived in a tent for a whole year. And that sounds very interesting. I want to hear all about it. Um, but he's got more interesting stories and he's got a new documentary coming out in December. It's Frank Cronin.
1: Hey, thanks. How for, are you? I'm um, really good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: thanks for being here.
1: Great, yeah. It's always nice to be on Sunset Boulevard. You know, you're moving up in the showbiz world. Yeah, so
0: Sunset. Yeah, as people think of. It's funny when people say like Hollywood, like it's this uh, great place. But then, if you've ever actually been to Hollywood, it's like the shittiest part of LA. <laughs> it's just like
1: yeah, you got to have your wits about you on the streets here. Yeah, it's a- just, like, anything can happen. Barefoot
0: people, people dressed up as all the Avengers, but it, it's just like it's so weird. What a weird place.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's scary and exciting all at the same time. That's why I think people stay, because they're never bored. Mm, yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Not because they don't have any way out. That's not why. <laughs> that's not it at all. Not that their hopes and <laughs> dreams
1: have been trampled for 15 years. And right. Yeah. It's
0: like it's like when you invest too much in something and there's sunk costs. You're like, well, <laughs> I could just leave and have a happy life. But then that would mean
1: then everyone uh, would know I failed. Yeah,
0: wow. that would mean, mean accepting that 15 years uh, went down the drain. <laughs> um, you can give up at any time. That's you know what. Th- this is my advice for everybody out there. Don't give up if you don't want to. But like, if you want to give up and the only thing stopping you is that you're afraid people will think you're a quitter, give up. Like, <laughs> if you want like I think you should always do what you want to do. If you want to give up and it will make you feel better and you're hanging on to something you don't want to do just because you don't want to be a quitter, I think you should give up.
1: That that's actually like a almost a, like a really profound thing to say <laughs> because there is a lot of people who are trapped doing something that they don't want to do and they've been doing it so long they can't see the wood from the trees. Yeah. So they're like still in it. Yeah. But they haven't taken time to like decide whether or not they're on the right path. I was only talking about this the other day. Like people need to go on retreats like once a year. Oh and then come <laughs> back and just make sure that they're where they want to be, you know? Yeah. With clarity.
0: I think I agree because the other thing is it's not that you're a failure, you change, right? And you learn and you grow and like you might want something before you get into it because it seems like this faraway thing. And as you get closer, you might be like, Oh, that's actually not what I want. And that's also okay. It doesn't yeah. mean you're not a decisive person. It doesn't mean you're not ambitious. You gave it a good shot. And, you like, it would only be bad if you looked at it from far away, did not move, and then kept wanting it and then just suddenly was like, I don't want it. Because that would imply you just stopped trying and changed your mind because you weren't – like, it was too hard. But yeah. if you actually gave it a shot and you were like – like, I quit – Um, I used to want to be a fashion designer mm-hmm. in college. And I studied – screenwriting at NYU, but I went to classes at FIT and I really wanted to do it. I made like a whole line in freshman year and like put on a fashion show and like went to fashion week and was like in it. And I stopped because I didn't like the world. Like I got to know people in fashion and there are great people in it too. So this isn't about everyone, but Mm -hmm. overall it wasn't my vibe. Like it was more superficial than I expected. It felt like just not what I wanted to be around like full time. So I was like, I'm not going to do this. And I quit, but I didn't I, didn't, I don't think about it as a failure, even though it was a stream I had as a kid because I, I learned more about it. And, no, you, you know? took
1: you took a hit in the short term. You had to change yeah. course, but then in the long term, you're going to be happy because those people that were around you, yeah, and if they're not the people that you need around you to feel good about yourself, they're going to erode your sense of self over time and you're going to be... Right, you're like changing your who best you self. are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but talking about best self, is there a good confession you'd like to confess? This is um, a way we start off just to get to know you and also start on a positive note.
1: Yeah, I've had about three hours sleep, and I've uh, never <laughs> been so busy, and uh-huh. everywhere I go, I have to be on my game, and it's not working. <laughs> it's not working? Well, you seem
0: very charming and awake right now.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of being spoiled as a result of um, uh, a walk that I did recently, so I have uh-huh. a lot of uh, comedy shows, like I'm in San Diego. Tonight, I was there last night.
0: You're walking tonight to say no. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> I mean, you better get
0: going. If um... the money's
1: right, I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm spread a little thin. But okay. I, I've noticed actually sometimes when you're a little tired, you're more relaxed. So when you're speaking to people, you're more truthful. Hmm. And uh, that seems to actually be working in my favor. Hopefully, that'll help us today. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh yeah. yeah, I love honesty. Um I okay, so I actually do know that you did this, but um just for people who don't know, um so you walked. Tell tell us a little bit about your walk the long walk you recently did.
1: Oh yeah, so um ever since I was a kid I've been uh my family's kind of adventurous. We would go hiking every weekend, you know. It's kinda of like a low budget activity when mm-hmm. you're growing up in the eighties in Ireland and uh that was what people did. <laughs> it's so weekend. beautiful there. Yeah, it's, it's great. I've never been,
0: but I imagine it's just a lot of green.
1: It is. And you're welcome anytime. We need the American dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah. But uh, so it was always outdoors and camping. And uh, as a result, me being outdoors and camping seems like, you know,
0: mm-hmm. it's not a
1: big deal. And then I was in the army, and, and that'll f- that further kind of <laughs> fed into mm-hmm. this concept that I could live out. And then uh, in university, I, for the final year of university, I lived in a tent and documented it, and uh, just little things like that. We can obviously get back to, but this walk from San Francisco to LA was just I needed to, you know, I I really do believe in recalibrating your mind, mm-hmm. taking breaks from things you're doing. So I thought, oh, I'll go on a walk, and, mm-hmm. and because of just what my brain requires to feel alive, I, it's kind of extreme. So it was like yeah. 500 miles roughly when you walk wow. it from San Francisco to LA. And then uh, just to make it interesting, I said, oh, I'll sleep out overnight and I'll document it. Uh-huh. So I'll sleep out without a tent. And that was a big enough hook for my friends to get interested. And then they mm. said, well, you can't just walk. You've got to raise money for people. And I go, oh, is that what you do when you walk? <laughs> and then before I knew it, I was raising money for homeless healthcare Los Angeles. And uh, I kind of fell into it and it, it became a project that was no longer about me. And I learned a lot about homelessness and uh, met a lot of cool people along the way, had a lot of problems. Nearly mm-hmm. lost an eye, hurt machines, Oh, wow. Got, you know, crazy stuff. And then a lot of celebrities got involved. It was That's really cool. That's
0: great. And you, this is what the doc's about?
1: The doc, yeah. The doc is basically uh, about the walk and I guess a young Irishman or old Irishman, whatever I am at this point, uh, <laughs> uh, his journey from um, San Francisco to LA and the people he meets along the way.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Well, so yeah, if you guys um, uh, are interested, you should check, it, check that out. Um, yeah, that sounds like quite a feat. It's so funny to hear, like I love how honest you are about like you started as just I want to do a walk. Like it wasn't yeah. for charity, but it ended up being this big thing for charity, which I think yeah. is so great. But it's like it's OK to just be like I had an idea and then I figured out how to make it um, yeah. beneficial. And that's OK. Like you could start with the fun part. You don't have to start from the hell like, of it. It, it's still in you, you know, like you still want to help, it, yeah. but you can start from the fun part. That's okay.
1: Yeah, because I, I realized this and this the walk really helped me and I, this might help anyone listen. is like when you try to control everything mm-hmm. and all the outcomes, then you're putting a limit on the outcomes. Yeah. But if you keep yourself open and just start with a premise or like an idea, then there's no limit on where you can go because you, you don't have the path laid out. You know. Yeah. So what? You, what you may actually achieve way more just by keeping your options open and rolling with the punches, That's which is true. what happened on this. You know.
0: Yeah, I think, and it's. It's also like, uh, I don't know if you have this, but sometimes, like, when I do do stuff like that, like, I've never done anything that extreme, but whenever I have like a silly idea, um, it just starts as, like, oh, that would be funny if someone did this. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, like, I did, um, I wore this, like, it, it was totally different, but I had this uh, bachelorette party that I was invited to where this girl wanted us to buy um, these $50 swimsuits. And it was like, they said, like, something dumb, like, bride squad on it. So I was like, I'm never going to be able to wear it. And I was also very unemployed at this time in my life and pretty much struggling a lot and also upset with all my stat, status in life. So mm-hmm. like, obviously I was trying to turn something bad into something fun. So I, and I missed, I didn't want to buy it, but I had to. And then I missed the pool party. So I was like, Ugh, I can't believe I bought this.
1: Got to use it. Yeah. So then
0: I was like, <laughs> would it, be, it would be funny if I did a photo shoot, like a glamour photo shoot with the swimsuit just because I was like, I really want to want to be able to use it and then yeah. I just and it became more of a way of like comforting myself cuz I was mm-hmm. like mad and then I turned it into like this is funny and making me laugh and I was like I'm going to do it and then I'm going to wear it like for a week or something just to be like look, I'm using it all at one time Yeah yeah but then, oh, nice. but then basically I decided like I'll do it for in the same way I was like oh maybe I can raise money if people donate a certain amount I'll wear it for like more days <laughs> So then I ended up raising money for Rain but it started as just me being like Kind of mad, but I don't want to be mad. How long did you wear What's it a for? What's fun? I wore it for a week, oh so my yeah, seven days. <laughs> I raised two thousand, but I raised it in a day, which is really cool.
1: I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> questions. Can I just ask you, like, did sure. you did you sleep in it as well?
0: Um, I sometimes. Well, you know, the thing is, it's like I did actually. Like, I washed it. Like, yeah. uh, I just, like showered yeah. with it or whatever. I washed it, but people were so concerned about that. They were like, "Are you are you like gonna get an infection?" And I was like, okay, you guys, just like. Get over that part, you know, like it's fine. I'm taking care of myself.
1: That was, that's the funny thing. People, (laughs) people focus, you're doing something kind of cool, right? And then people ask you like the most uh, human questions like, hey, Frank, yeah. but where did you go to the toilet right, on right, the right. walk? It's like, dude, yeah. that was the least of my concerns. You're like, I'll, it, <laughs> you're you know? like, I'll figure
0: it out. But it was perfect, It's more the fun part of it being in public with it, right? But people yeah. really were like, "Why are you sleeping with it? What are you?" It's like, who cares? <laughs> I'm out. I'm wearing it. I'm like, you know, doing yeah. my shows with the swimsuit, and I did wear pants because like, certain places. I was like traveling too. Yeah. I was on the road, so I had to wear pants on the airplane. But I like, I took pictures of it, like in the airport, like.
1: Oh, that's smart and
0: stuff. And yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I I find that. Um, I mean, you must be more confident than I am. You know, in terms, I would find that really hard to have like tight clothing on in public. That's the truth. Like, I, I wouldn't. But I guess I could get there if I'm in Hollywood long enough. Soon, my, uh, or actually, you know what? The cause probably drove you on, right? You didn't have to worry. Yeah. About. You knew you were. You knew it was for a good cause. It
0: came from that, but it also came from. I definitely helped to have the cause because then it made it like oh, I have a reason to do this. Yeah. But it also, um, because I was, like, so unhappy at this time, uh, I, like, I, I had, qu- like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I was waitressing, too, at this time. And it was, like, I had felt like I was, like, uh, I had to come back to waitressing. Yeah. So part of me was, like, really grumpy at that job. So in my mind, I was, like, it, it's almost like a little bit of a fuck you to be, like, I have to wear the swimsuit. <laughs> but by the time I did it, because I did the photos, and then by the time they came out, I had, had l- luckily left that job. Yeah. But when I came up with the idea, I was, like, Oh, it'd be funny to wear this to work and get in trouble and be like, well, it's for charity, you know, because yeah. so all of it came out of this me being mad and trying to make a better situation.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Flipping a, flipping a negative into a positive. Yeah. That, that <laughs> That's like uh, that's like one of the best human skills I think you can have is uh, when you're faced with adversity rather than going down under the pressure or, uh, you know, trying to beat it. You just kind of you go around it or you go yeah. over it. You know what I mean? It's like jujitsu of the mind right
0: <laughs> yeah you do seem like a very positive person um do yeah. you, you talked about that take- comes
1: from uh that comes from uh, we were talking uh-huh. about this the other day with a friend uh-huh. positivity i think comes uh, from enough uh, negative experience yeah th- that you decide you make a decision that you're not going to be part of the negative problem
0: and you forget to fear a little bit right because i think people who are negative and fearful sometimes haven't had a lot of bad stuff happen so you're always worried about Mm. the worst but then if you've like had the worst then you're like well i know what that is so i can just not be afraid of it
1: yeah your comfort zone i guess is bigger so yeah Yeah. like my i'm more interested uh, because i know that that's where the the gold is for in terms of like human growth is just outside your comfort zone so i'm like I don't mm. really want to know what's in my comfort zone. I want to know what's just outside it or beyond it, so then I can be. I think it's all mental stuff, you know. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. The more less exposure you have to adversity at a young age, the, the harder life is.
0: What you talk about liking extremes a lot. So what, what, what happens when you're like just having a daily routine, <laughs> like a, like a. No, I don't want to say boring or regular because anything can be regular, but like traditional lifestyle do you get do you feel really stuck like have you ever had a day job or had to live in that sort of like yeah more traditional lifestyle
1: yeah no for sure like I I, I'm not that the reality is I uh it comes in waves you know cycle in and out of uh weird stuff so I play the game and then I'm playing the game so long that I feel like I'm just a cog in a mechanism and then I want to get out of the mechanism like you know Uh so I go off and do a walk or I'll live on a desert island or I'll Desert. Have you done that? Yeah, lived yeah. on the desert island. Yeah, lived in the jungle. Uh, jumped on it on the. Tr- have you ever heard of the train of death? It's the migrant no. train coming up through Central America. Oh no! Yeah, uh, jumped on that there with a, with some friends. Trying usually trying to document things and trying to get to know. Um, I just find people very very interesting, and I don't find people who aren't. Uh, facing adversity that interesting Do you know mm-hmm. what i mean what, but now adversity can just be the struggle to get ahead in a, in a in a field like this you know that's i just admire people who are doing things mm-hmm. and uh, as a result i want to get close to them because i feel like they have experiences that if if they if they share them with me then i'll navigate the world better and maybe just like be of use to humanity before i die in like 50 years i'm just like really aware <laughs> of how short life is and uh I know that sounds like I'm, <laughs> it almost sounds dramatic or cliche, but like, I, I mean, we're all on this planet for such a short time. Uh-huh. Like the, the idea that you would live within your comfort zone for the, the whole time just yeah. seems like a dangerous move, you know? That seems yeah. worse than like taking a chance and maybe losing a leg along the way.
0: Well, sh- short is uh, subjective because it's in comparison, to, oh, yeah. right? Cause it's, <laughs> but I know what you mean. Because yeah. it's like, if we all lived only 30 years, 50 would feel really long and but either way we'd find a way to fill it up so i think no matter (laughs) how long we're expected to live it always feels short right right it's like going on vacation you can go on vacation for a month and you'll still be like it's over like
1: (laughs) isn't that crazy (laughs) like isn't that crazy like 400 years ago people were 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 tapping out at like 37 but they might have conquered a whole continent isn't that yeah weird?
0: we haven't even well yeah but they probably also were terrible and had slaves so oh. I mean, it's, oh yeah
1: what? yeah i they mean had yeah. free
0: labor and then they took the credit for it um that's what people always forget they're like wow we achieved a great wall and we did all this stuff it's like yeah no you were exploiting human labor and oh, then absolutely. claiming credit for it. so of course oh, like, that's
1: crazy it was reckless abandon I yeah any
0: mean. monarchy is kind of bad <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's it's interesting how we how we uh, elevate certain people and then yeah. uh and then it gives it, them being figureheads of our society, gives us some sense of security. But the reality is, it's on uh, it's an illusion, you know, these hierarchies. And, yeah. But I guess there's some part of our brain, our human brains, that want, like, that gravitate towards that, right? Because otherwise we wouldn't allow it, you know? We
0: like structure. Yeah, Diderot used to talk about, um, uh, what well, was it? Diderot? I always get him <laughs> and Rousseau mixed up. No, I th- actually think it was Rousseau. He talked about, like, the, um, giving at the, who did, who did the social contract?
1: You guys can correct me. I'm so sorry.
0: It's been a while since I've been in college, and I did not get an A in French philosophy. So,
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) I was probably Rousseau, he's French. I think it's Rose. Yeah, they're
0: both French. Um, I think they had opposing views, but one of them talked about um, the social contract, which is you give up. Like your freedom, in Mm. a way, for security, for safety. And obviously, these two things are negotiable, right? Like you you give up a lot of freedom, you might have, quote, unquote, more security. That's like a totalitarian police state. You're not actually safe. But the idea is like it it comes from a place of like we need total authority because we can't take care of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So then you're supposedly safe. But really what happens when you go too far is you're not really safe. Um, But if you give up a little bit of freedom and then you have these sort of like anarchist communes in America even. But they're technically not totally anarchist because they live in America. You have this like framework still, right? Yeah. You're still protected by certain laws. So you give up most of your... Uh, safety quote unquote Mm -hmm. and to have ultra ultra freedom but even in that case you're not really totally free because you're still subject to the same laws as all americans are
1: yeah it's so so interesting how we either subjugate or elevate ourselves in society and like yeah and i think every human kind of oscillates between the two it's like peaks and and waves Mm -hmm. and right now we think that this is normal and exactly how society you know it's obviously needs improvement in many fields but like We think this is kind of like what it's supposed to be like. But 10,000 years from now, who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows what we'll think is acceptable?
0: So you really like to question um, things around you, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean my whole life's like just questioning things. No, that's great. I mean, I
0: think that's really great. I think we should always do that Um, because nothing – I had a teacher in high school say, like, how do you know what you know? And he just said that a lot and we'd be like, whatever, you're so annoying. Not really. But it was like (laughs) we didn't understand what he meant. But I think about that a lot now because he's like, how do you know what you know? and this was like a history teacher and to, yeah. and he used that as a way to be like um kind of like when you think you learned a fact like think about it again why do you know that what is it and it didn't really sink in but as an adult now i'm like that totally makes sense because like yeah wh- why do we accept certain things and not others like how oh, yeah. do we know certain things like do you really know it or are you just saying it because someone told you
1: yeah nearly everything that we experience in the world is kind of a rumor and like when now and then with social media, yeah, and like the, the media, earth
0: is flat. We all know that. Um, uh, well, no, like it, it,
1: the, the crazy you thing, you walked is, it, you know, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was very flat. I didn't go up many hills, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's been uh, and I know you're joking, but I yeah, think, yeah. as you say, I think that's been debunked. But you know what's great? Uh huh. I uh, and uh, well, it was great for me. I spent hours looking at that just to see how could these people be so convinced. Uh, yeah and there are some fantastic videos out there that make it actually really convincing so <laughs> it's like except now, for
0: when you literally when you, no, yeah. show the yeah. picture well i've seen, i saw such a funny picture which is like all the solar system if the yeah. earth was flat cuz we they the people who believe the earth is flat believe the planets are still round yeah and the sun is round they believe everything else is round they don't it's not like a flat sun so they believe um so the picture was like a flat earth and then all the solar system like yeah right it's yeah, like yeah. yeah how would this make it it's like round 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 flat round round, round.
1: it feels like yeah it feels like you're making a few allowances there it's that like, wait, what? Aren't, aren't, aren't natural progressions in thought but like yeah, yeah yeah that's um but then it's it does some great you know it's uh, the wonderful thing i guess is the human imagination looks for these like uh ways to make life more interesting make maybe Mm -hmm. if you're living a mundane life to to give you some um you know give you a pedestal or a voice to stand on that actually like the people who believe in the flat earth uh actually have something to stand for so they have purpose and meaning in their life you know yeah where because they have they have a rebellion to lead you know Uh and i I think um, like most humans on the planet like we search for purpose and meaning that's why if you get a taste of being uh of being useful to a cause higher than yourself it's hard to look at the world in the same way like i got once i was in the army for seven years the irish army and as a result you get to do some stuff that you don't necessarily volunteer for but you mm-hmm. end up having to do something that's risky and uh, and uh, you, i mean they make you be selfless mm-hmm. and they, and you're part of this bigger organization now i'm not the same human but like Once you experience that feeling of, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I'm actually capable of being something more than I am and it being good, it's really hard to go through the rest of your life without um, searching for that feeling. It's almost an addictive, uh, like it's a serotonin hit. That's why a lot of people who come out of the army, because of the, Mm. the, uh, the brotherhood or the the intimacy of the relationships when they come out they're like oh, I don't know what to do because they lose purpose and meaning and, mm. and, and they were part of something that was bigger than them and then yeah. you come in, it's just like oh. and I think that's the same with the flat earthers you can be <laughs> part of something bigger than you and what's bigger than the earth dude that's great yeah. that's a good move dudes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true because the only way to prove it like is like be like I'll take you to space and then they win because they yeah. get to go to space yeah
1: and that's not on the cards especially right. if you're a flat earther I'm guessing that your income is somewhat but Whoa. if you
0: get it somehow, because you can always be like, I won't believe it till I see it. And then it's like, a mo- the that's the end of the argument until someone takes you to see it. And then you can be like, well, now I believe, it, but I also got to go to space. So yes. it's-
1: and do you know what a flat earther, <laughs> you're dead right. You're dead right. Do you know what a flat earther would probably say now? Okay, well, where did you get your information? Oh, the internet. Oh, well, all the images on there are composite images made up. There's not one <laughs> single image. You go, oh, who told you that? Oh, NASA. Yeah, well, NASA's owned by big government. It's like, there yeah, truly have- is a reasonable rebuttal on... Uh, you no, know, like, there's a rebuttal that's, like, up to the a good percentile. I'm not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a believer, but, like, it's... It, I'm not a believer in the flat earth, But it is crazy that...
0: It's... Well, it, this know. is the main thing, which is, like... The biggest part is like uh, like science, and yes, you can. Yeah. If you if you say everything's fake and science is nothing, then that's okay, fine. But like, yeah. obviously, that's not the case. Yeah, um, oh, it's
1: it's fun to go down that rabbit hole though. Yeah, just it's very see. interesting. Yeah,
0: well, you talked about okay. So needing purpose, do you find that you're in between these projects? Um, how do you feel? Like, do you feel different? Do you like <clears throat> kind of um, look for this next thing? Does it feel like it's like orchestrated, or are you able to just kind of let them happen organically uh
1: i i kind of um i go with the flow a lot and uh, so although I, you know i look at my just i kind of have to say this up front because otherwise then it sounds like i'm uh, trying to make myself cool or whatever i just look at life <laughs> like an art project right and i'm, I'm uh-huh. like this curator okay so i have this vessel which is my body and i i want to use it like as much as i can on this planet and uh so when i rather than like chasing things, I just like, I I wanna live like five lives in the short space Mm -hmm. of time that I'm on the planet, or 10 lives, I wanna do loads of stuff and like become the best at one or two things I can (laughs) be. So if I'm walking along and uh, like you did with the the bikini, Uh the the swimsuit, if I see an opportunity and my inner child or whatever Uh this feeling is that you get where you go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know when you're in a room or in a writer's room or something and everyone at the same time goes, yes, that's it. If I ever have that, I don't ignore it anymore. Oh, that's right. So, if I, if, if, so that me walking from San Francisco to LA, at one point I was probably going for a walk or I was watching a clip and I just got that pang, that, that moment that, that said, oh, you got to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I just listened to it because that, I don't know where that comes from, where inspiration comes from, we don't know. But that never seems to set me wrong. Yeah. As long as it's tempered with like, uh, you know, knowledge. What
0: and, do you believe Are you religious?
1: Uh not really. I, I I I guess I grew up Catholic. I was an altar boy for six uh-huh. years. Got out on stage. That's <laughs> uh, people always ask that. Yeah. No, it, was, it was fine. And uh and uh yeah no so I grew up Catholic and um I think that it
0: Like when you get these ideas do you feel like there is something bigger where you're like, oh I'm listening to like some people talk about intuition like it's like you're actually in tune with the universe yeah. do you ever get these and think i gotta follow it because i'm onto something big or is it like this is frank and i had an idea yeah. and i'm gonna like put it in the universe and if i don't put it in there it won't exist like how does it feel I, to you
1: yeah, uh, well so i have that aha moment and then i think oh wouldn't that be fun and if, if i ask myself would that be fun I go, yeah uh, do you want to do it yeah and um And I also think that, you know, here's where I'm at in terms of religion right now. It's like, I don't know, but where I am right now as a result of some experiences, I feel like there is some sort of guiding power Mm -hmm. uh, that's there for all of us to tune into if sorry there's someone screaming in the background oh yeah, yeah it's so funny no something. it must be a great podcast <laughs> <laughs> like there's a tune some there's a guiding power that we can tune into and it's just it's right there but we're so distracted by like uh lights cell phones living in the city traffic mm-hmm. etc but if you go out into nature which happened on this walk for me especially three three four days i got to you know there was periods 24 48 hours where i didn't see another human and i was up in nature up in the mountains and uh you have no distractions. There's no cell phone coverage. So you just kind of sit with yourself. And when you sit with yourself in nature, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's the only thing that's really natural in the world mm-hmm. is to be a human looking at a tree in nature. And people will say, oh, you're kind of weird. That's kind of a weird thing to say. But but all the all the knowledge of the universe that you need is there for you in order for you to feel normal. It yeah. doesn't work in a, when you're in a city. But just to be a human sitting in nature is... is uh, i think that's probably my religion it's like mm-hmm. that's where i understand everything the most and uh, you know like the iphone right mm-hmm. the iphone has has been in our dna as of like or as small thoughts or uh, small elements and then over thousands and thousands of years uh, people built those small elements and now we mm-hmm. have the iphone but the inspiration for the iphone existed thousands of millions of years
0: ago. But there was a need for communication we always yeah. had the need to communicate.
1: Yeah. And but,
0: as we spread out, the need to communicate with people far away.
1: Yeah. And yeah. the origin of it, like the art, but the inspiration itself, that aha moment. Yeah. In some coded form existed for millennia.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I see what you're saying. So it's like, no invention, even though we attribute certain inventions to certain people. No invention is actually sparked in one moment. Yeah. It's all a build-up. Just people uh, standing on the yeah. shoulders
1: of giants and allowing themselves to be inspired.
0: Like one person gets to hit the button at the end, but there's a bunch of people who lifted them up.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I think it's just allowing yourself to be quiet in nature and uh, taking time out of all the distractions and breathing uh-huh. and uh, and and then inspiration will hit you and i think that's god for
0: I me f- i feel like uh you have such a soothing voice when you talk about this i'm like i feel like this could, you could like do a meditation tape oh
1: yeah i'm sorry i hope i'm probably low energy good. Am I? no i like it
0: um, <laughs> uh, when you're doing like th- especially on this like long walk from san francisco to la like ha- have any of these been like is there anything spiritual where you're like seeking something or it always really just comes from this is fun? I'm, I'm curious because oh. I, I don't, I'm not religious, but I really like thinking about this. And then whenever I get into those moments that mm. that you call like being outside of yourself, you know, when you're on the edge of like yeah. pushing your comfort zone, that's when I feel the most spiritual. Like, Absolutely. High five. I'm high okay. five in
1: here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that there's something I was only... Um, listening to a podcast last night, and this, you know, when you hear something that resonates, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's true. Yeah. You just know that that's true. It's like an aha uh-huh moment. So this guy, well, this this for me is true. So I like on a regular basis, at least once a year, to be cold, hungry, tired, and a little bit scared. And that focuses me. That makes me super present. And being present uh-huh. is spiritual for me. Like to be completely present. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, doing stand-up right if yeah I, if i'm having a particularly good set like it doesn't happen that often guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like i'm watching myself in the third person almost uh-huh. and i'm completely present and it just feels like a magical moment yeah and I, I think that's i think that's kind of spirituality being present in the moment appreciating everything in that second but not appreciating it consciously just just being
0: there just being, just there. being yeah well, it's mad
1: dude that's really cool and if uh, I, mean, what, I don't know if anyone here has ever taken mushrooms uh-huh. but i've yes, heard <laughs> <laughs> i've heard if you take mushrooms you kind of understand that we're all interconnected and, and we're just uh we're all kind of the same like me looking across the table here at you uh-huh. you're basically me and everything i need to learn
0: yeah and
1: i'm everything and you need to learn mm-hmm. in the other person and that yeah, you know, our egos and our, uh, our sense of self gets in the way and we we think we're separate but the reality is we're all part of one universal energy. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I see that. I mean, yes, I...
1: (laughs) Do you want to smoke a bit more weed? No, no, no.
0: I know, it's 420, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I totally get that because there's a feeling of like, well, even though we feel like we're individuals, we're all kind of made from very similar blueprints and we all hit certain milestones at certain times. Maybe we don't all, not exactly, right? Like if you make an iPhone, like not all iPhones are the same. One might break down sooner, one might not, one might, whatever. But they're still all iPhones. Like we're Mm -hmm. still all humans. So it's crazy to be like, to think that you you would be so different from anyone else because it's like, no, we're all the same. But you can put different apps on your iPhone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I really
0: want to be a robot.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's all coming, I think, right? I know. And then we're going to look at them and they're going to be humans and we're going to give them... right. I think they gave a a robot in Saudi Arabia, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, we can't get into robots because that's a whole different long conversation (laughs) that I would love to have. But I would like to know, is there anything you would like to tell me, Frank?
1: Oh, yeah. Confession time. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, when I left the army... uh, my friend had just married a girl from Mexico, and he needed a, a job over there because uh, if you're coming from Europe and you're trying to set up a family in Mexico, it's very hard to get a great job off the bat. You mm-hmm. know, uh, wages are much lower. So I had this money from being in the army; they pay you double if you uh, go on overseas, like with the with the United Nations. So I got like double pay, and I'd never had this much money, and I kind of <laughs> uh, relatively. Um, relatively lower middle class upbringing, right? And uh, so all of a sudden I had this money. My friend needed money. So we opened this bar in Mexico and uh, every night the takings from the bar had to be transported to a house, right? Uh So over time, we realized that, well, I stood out like a sore thumb in Guadalajara, Mexico. I think it's four to seven million people Uh in in the surrounding area. So any time a cop car would drive by me, me being the only redhead <laughs> in Guadalajara, I'd get pulled over. Oh, right? wow, yeah. And, uh, it happens so often that I used to we used to keep the takings the main takings from the bar underneath one seat and then just keep a small envelope a fake envelope just constantly in the glove compartment. No, well, no. Oh. <laughs> we didn't want to bribe but they they asked for the money it was the only way to get away. Unfortunately it's it's quite corrupt there when you're doing business. Right, anyways. they still
0: yeah. want to take. So they could just be like they're stopping you because they know you have money and want to take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's also you know, uh, it's just like um uh, Say if you go somewhere in, in Europe and you're a tourist, there's a good chance that you might get a longer taxi ride. Well, mm. in, in Mexico, uh, it's a good chance that if you get pulled over by the cops, you're not getting out without paying a little bit of money. That's yeah. just an unfortunate reality in Mexico. The wages are low. People are very like the Irish, actually. They're, they're very friendly, very nice people. But when it comes to the, the wages and the cops, there's an abuse of power. Yeah. And the government is uh, pretty septic. You know, the people on the other hand, beautiful. Anyway, so we get pulled over so many times that we were losing so much money. So we started to re- we started said we got to come up with a plan. This is crazy. So uh, I got a, uh, uh, I got a fake Irish consulate uh, ambassador card <laughs> so that when I got pulled over. Uh, i speak spanish at this point right for a few years and i've been uh-huh. pulled over so many times <laughs> but
0: so you moved to mexico for your friend yeah moved to, to yeah and also the adventure
1: part. of starting a bar you know and, and sure, we ended sure, up sure. having uh, two restaurants a hostel and he had a, wow. a hair salon and all this kind of stuff because oh uh, yeah because we were able to get into like we couldn't afford to do business anywhere else you know and uh you know for thirty thousand dollars i was we were able to open our first bar
0: wow For all, and then start all of that empire on thirty thousand dollars well essentially
1: yeah like an empire you know what but, but realistically when you break it down to dollars we you're probably only pulling out two thousand dollars a month you uh-huh. know or uh
0: from two restaurants and a bar
1: yeah because no we're wow. we're 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 not like in a resort we're in downtown guadalajara uh-huh. our actual the first place was a chicken wings sports restaurant and uh or a sports bar you know with chicken wings 30 different flavors 120 beers right it was Ooh, part of a great. franchise it was like wing stop basically <laughs> oh, except, okay
0: so you franchised it
1: yeah well we didn't we just bought the franchise gotcha but anyway Anyway, the story being anyway, uh, so we get get pulled over okay. and uh, give the money, but then this this embassy card started getting us no problem. They like okay. oh brilliant. Every time we pull it out, they go oh sorry dude, okay go because they don't want to get in trouble with the higher ups. <laughs> uh, other times it got got pulled over by the cops. I was over there driving home after work with my friends. They're all ex military. Some of them special uh, special ops or special forces now at this point. Uh, but they're very relaxed around weapons and, uh, you know, so we got pulled over by the cops and the cops mm-hmm. at this time had ma- this time, you know, there's different types of cops in Mexico and uh, for their own protection. Sometimes they wear face masks so that they can't be identified by uh, drug cartels, etc. So they pulled us over and uh, they were doing the same thing, unfortunately, and they uh, wanted a little bit of money and. Um, uh uh, my friend was just commenting and complimenting their weapons. So they didn't have the same intimidation factor with us as they would with people who, uh-huh. had, who aren't used to being around guns. So that was just like a cool thing. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess I'm, uh, the reason I'm telling you these cool stories or fun stories from Mexico is uh, I find them just... I find it very interesting, the, the power dynamic, you know, when people think they have power and then... And
0: you, then you take you, it away. You
1: re- Well, you reverse it, you know. These yeah. are people... Who were trying to intimidate us and then we found ways around it
0: so much of it is fear right like it's like we're talking about being fear-based like yeah your power comes from fear but yeah. then if people aren't afraid then it's like you're just a person <laughs> yeah
1: and and if we have time there's three other quick stories just that, that are kind of based around fear so one of my friends uh, uh mexican dude john ray it, he has this uh he has this uh, magazine down there. Mm-hmm. He started he started from nothing. He maxed out all his credit cards. You know, he he basically almost li- built himself from almost living on the streets to supporting his family. And now he finally has like uh, some security in his life after a very hard upbringing. And uh, uh, we went to we went. Th- there was a drug cartel leader who owned a, um, a club in Guadalajara. I won't name the club just in case. But we went to cover a bill he had paid for advertising or he hadn't paid for advertising in my friend's magazine so we just said we'd you know drop by and see if he was available anyway we walk in we're we're just about to. we couldn't get in the front the line was like 200 people so being Irish I thought oh we'll just hop the the back and we'll walk in the back you know so we hop this we're just hopping over this fence and then his cars pull up you know and all his guys get out and uh, he pushes my friend John, and then reaches for his weapon. He's about to execute him right there, you know. Cause oh wow! The, yeah, and uh, and then the guy just the young the drug cartels. Uh, <laughs> but these are great stories. I got more. Amazing. <laughs> uh, drug, drug cartels uh, brother, the younger brother gets out of the car just in time, and it's kind of funny because he was literally wearing all white. It was like, and all his guys, his uh, I guess goons, were wearing all black. It was like something out of a movie. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, hey, no, I know, I know, John." So anyway he brings us into the back of the club to meet his older brother who's uh uh since been uh murdered i guess oh, by, by the police uh you know, he's a, he was the most wanted man in oh my god me- mexico yeah That's so we're um, so we're walking into the back of the club into the corridor, and uh become aware you know of the amount of security and the amount of weapons around and i'm thinking oh john <laughs> john my friend you didn't bring me here because it was a night out at a nightclub you brought me here because you want to make sure that you don't you know, die. So we're walking. He's a witness,
0: him. but then wouldn't they just kill both of you?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they can do anything they want. They uh, operate with absolute impunity. Yeah. And, and uh, well, <laughs> so we walk into this guy's office, and as we're walking in, you know, this is just a small little, uh, a small little office at the back of a club. No, there's no emotion on the wall. It's just cavity, cavity blocks, cavity bricks. You know. Uh-huh. And as he's walking in, he just knocks on the, uh, knocks as he walks in the door. He knocks on the wall and uh, we turn around and it's him on the front cover of the biggest newspaper in Mexico uh-huh. saying most wanted man in oh, Mexico. Man. So that's right. when it
0: started, you were there.
1: Yeah, so I'm in there, we're in there with the, the most wanted drug cartel <sighs> leader in Mexico and he is operating completely out in the open.
0: Yeah, he's the club, right? Everyone yeah, it's knows yeah, Yeah, the club,
1: everyone knows he's there. <laughs> so that was his warning to say basically you're not getting paid tonight. Wow, and that was great. And then we had a whiskey with him, and then we went there and enjoyed the club. It, he was fine, to well, but yeah, he. he did since... he
0: make you pay at the club?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. No, no, it, it, wild dude. <laughs> it, it's just um, the, the. If you're just up, if, if Mexico's like I lived there seven eight years, so I, I can honestly say it's like it's so beautiful. It's got everything. It's got beaches, jungle, the most beautiful people. There's like seventy, maybe a hundred different languages. Uh you know, you at a traffic light, you'll see everything from uh, somebody in a Hummer to uh, a tribesman selling, you know, certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got just, it's incredibly diverse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the inequity and the inequality mm-hmm. and the abuse of power is really bad when it comes to doing business you know mm. so if you're just operating gone on holidays, i would recommend yeah but if, once you start trying to run bars or anything like that you you start uh running up against friction so we eventually pulled out because there's people getting uh, in trouble in the street uh, our street and people were starting to move in and ask for protection money yeah, so wow. a, yeah. there's
0: no uh accountability right because pe- people can just be like i'll pay you and then be like actually i'm not going to
1: yeah dude uh, and uh Yeah, one time, I mean, one of my so at one point we had like about 15 staff and one of the guys was selling uh, uh, one of his side jobs, side hustles uh, was selling shoes, you know, so he had it like this bill of about fifteen, fifteen hundred dollars for shoes. And because I liked him, he was such a sweet dude and a hard worker. I said, oh, dude, I'll just go with you and we'll we'll knock on the door of this business and cover, get covered, you know, we'll get your money back. So I went up and kind of innocently just knock on this business door. And uh, unfortunately, they had been threatened. Their lives had been threatened by uh, cartel people before. And here's me saying, "This is my worker. Huh. Please pay him. You owe him money." So they thought that I was like a, a cartel guy. leader. So before I know it, I'm, in, I'm I get this call. Hey, dude, uh, we you have your money, right? So I go over to this coffee shop. At, uh, called the Paloma, <laughs> whose whose owner has since been put in jail. <sighs> but uh, so I go. Over, we're having coffee in the in the coffee shop, and then uh, uh, I, I all of a sudden these people start coming around, you know, with the the masks on and the helmets and the the body armor. And before I know it, I'm in the back of a a car, <sighs> and I'm uh, then later I'm underground in a in a prison what yeah in a perspex cell surrounded with with my waiter oh, no. <laughs> with the waiter from the restaurant and my friend tried to get me out and then he was thrown in the cell beside us and when he's in was there
0: was it a real prison like a government prison or just like a makeshift somebody
1: well i i it's genuinely like gang, i genuinely like... no no this is a real real deal Under, okay. underground too, hundreds of prisoners uh, oh, you wow. know mugshots so somewhere in mexico there's a mugshot of me <sighs> uh, but what uh, was for extortion facing 12 years yeah
0: But all you said was, hey, can you pay him?
1: How's that extortion? No, okay, so it's all within context. So
0: (laughs) So they thought you were connected. They had been
1: threatened for years. And, you know, people go missing, unfortunately. Yeah. uh, A little more regularly than in... But it's not extortion
0: if they owe money. It's extortion if they don't.
1: Well, I made the mistake of writing. uh, (laughs) And it sounds crazy now, but when you're... I was so innocent, I didn't even factor in this. So I wrote on a piece of paper my number and pagame, por favor smiley face which is either pay me please hey that's really cool thank uh-huh. you and here's my number if you want to pay uh-huh. or it's incredibly menacing <laughs> if it's within the context of you've it's like been sending threatened. an emoji dude like I, of
0: like hey we need to talk and then yeah. like a happy face and it's like oh something that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no and to wrap it back around man so i'm in i'm in jail and they, they you know they bring this phone to me and uh, it's the irish consulate so oh, no. <laughs> which is funny because i was it's pretending to be the yeah. irish consulate There you go. That's that's a confession, right? So
0: that's what. Okay. Wow. So you so you got out of it. They helped you out.
1: Yeah, uh, because we had the bars again. um, Unfortunately, you're you're backed into this corner. So I hadn't done anything, right? And they wanted massive amounts of money for me to get out. So they began to extort me. Unfortunately.
0: Wow. But did you tell? Did the consulate help at all?
1: Uh, they just called. It was a very quick call, phone call. Like I think his name was Sean. Sean, if you're listening, you you were <laughs> less than helpful. Uh, he's it's since been changed. The new consulate's actually really nice down there in Mexico. The Irish consulate. But he called and he just said, "Hey, uh, are you injured? Are you being treated fairly?" And uh, you're like, "No, I'm Has there been any physical jail. abuse? No. And uh, and then he goes, "Okay." and then he hung up what because that's all he wanted his involvement at that point
0: could you be like no I'm in jail for something I didn't do
1: oh yeah I I think I said that I'm sure but he was not he had just had a problem with a real Irish criminal in Mexico I think that's that's the word I got back so he didn't want to get involved because he had already leveraged his name for somebody who didn't deserve it so he was Uh. just like yeah taking his time, but since now I, on this walk, the Irish consular followed me again <laughs> whenever I get into trouble, the consul wow. the, uh, the Irish consul follows their citizens if they're taking big that's chances good. yeah
0: so but they didn't care that you were impersonating them
1: uh no well they don't they never knew <laughs> until now that's why it's a confession, yeah, yeah, but that that was a means to uh to survive mm-hmm. and, uh,
0: no uh, makes sense um wow, okay, so So yeah, so the summary is you opened a bar in Mexico, it got you into some hijinks uh, in a- Some beautiful (laughs) things happened too, yeah. Beautiful things happened, and then you decided to pull out after this moment
1: yeah yeah was My, this
0: the moment turning point for you basically no
1: we actually stayed for a few more years we had to find, <laughs> oh, find okay. a bu- buyers for the place and uh <laughs> i see it's it's interesting because over time whatever environment you're operating in you kind of acclimatize too so yeah for sure if anyone ever asked me what's mexico like i always go oh it's amazing you should go absolutely just don't try to do business down there yeah because once you start doing business and there's money involved then the ayantamiento or the local government get involved and before you know it they're leveraging your bar license uh, for money you know so it's yeah. it's just an impossible system in terms of government down there
0: That's, i mean i can kind of relate to that being from like like my parents are immigrants and it's different obviously but the idea of being like you accl- uh, you acclimate to where you are and then yeah. you get excited to tell people cuz you think of all the good things like you know i'll talk about like oh taiwan's so great you should go but then when i go and i notice the bad things i'll want to also vent to someone yeah. but i have to be careful about venting to like uh you know Americans who are not, you know, immigrants who don't understand because then anything I say could sound like negative. And in their minds, it, it, oh, if, yeah. if they're prejudiced, it'll reinforce some sort of stereotype in their heads. Yeah. Um, when really it's like everything is just um, has good and bad. Like America has that oh, too.
1: It was awesome. It's like, yeah. like well yeah people people want to get upset real quick nowadays yeah. so, so but the reality is man Mexico was so good to me I learned how to do business down there you know yeah. I learned how to hold my own I learned a new language uh I lived in the jungle with uh, in near up near Veracruz uh, uh with these beautiful indigenous people like for weeks man and I, like that's the most amazing experience I'll ever have in my life I met like uh I met loves of my life there, you know, like (laughs) I've never, Mexico is the most magical, beautiful place. Mm -hmm. The government is the only problem. Yeah. I, you know, if somebody say, hey, you want to go to Mexico tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I go down there every now and then as well. Yeah. Just to visit all friends.
0: I've never been. I'd like to go. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know all the good spots. Yeah.
0: You know, a good bar that you go to. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Um, uh, I usually end with a quick game. This isn't a game. This time I just kind of wanted to do advice. Do you ever go on Reddit?
1: Yeah, every now and then. Uh, okay,
0: there's a r/slash advice where people just ask for advice. Yeah. So I uh, I thought I'd read some and then um, we can just talk. You can just give your thoughts. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you want to Abs- do that? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so I have two two. Here's the first one. It's um, by Peachy Kune. Peachy Kune? The, uh, the title is, my sister charges me $4 an hour to play on her PS4. How do I convince her that's unfair? <laughs> so my y- younger sister bought a PS4 and won't allow anyone to play unless they pay her $4, and they can only play it for an hour. We only have one TV, but I can't. Um, buy my own PS4 and if I split the cost with her I will lose it when I move out and she will keep it. It's totally unfair and despite how many times I explain it to her she doesn't care. The only game I play is Skyrim A single hour is nearly not enough time not only that but she's constantly trying to get even more money out of me by accusing me of not paying or of spending more than (laughs) of spending more than an hour. I'm so fed up with the situation that I don't even play anymore despite the fact that I want to. What can I do? What is a fair way to deal with this? I know that using it for free might not be fair either but it seems more fair than charging the money to someone
1: wow i would <laughs> say save your four dollars in there and buy your own one and then i i think that's a relationship that needs mending yeah this that's is like so a, interesting that's like a dark familial relationship that they would do that to their own sister
0: they're probably young because yeah. she's talking about moving out of the house so they're probably both under 18 yeah but maybe close if she's talking about moving out right <laughs> because like if she was like 10 i don't think she'd be thinking about like in eight years when i move out yeah, they're probably like twelve or thirteen or something.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think just like get like don't spend time with that person and uh, <laughs> with and, their sister. Yeah, well, and in, in terms of like, if someone's char, if your own sister is charging you four dollars an hour to play a computer, uh-huh. that that's kind of like a that's not a cool relationship.
0: Do you have siblings?
1: Yeah, uh, two brothers, two sisters.
0: If you wanted to play with a toy that your brother or sister had, and they were like, yes, but. You like let's say do you play? Uh, what's the game you like? Do you play video games? Uh,
1: yeah, I used to. Yeah, I guess uh, a typical. Uh, what what's that one? Grand Theft Auto.
0: Okay, let's say you were like can I play? <laughs> and they're like you have to pay me at all four dollars to play for an hour. What would you do?
1: I think they're so addicting. I would probably have paid, but <laughs> now I wouldn't. But yeah, no I would never. But never do that now i also do you know what it's kind of like preemptively you have to not surround yourself with those kind of people dude Sure. i just yeah. i w- probably wouldn't put up with it i would and uh, i'd be kind of grateful because uh i think i love video games absolutely love them <sighs> but I, I you know i've lost a lot of my life to video mm, games and so I, uh, it's
0: actually maybe helpful that the yeah sister's yeah, not yeah yeah it, this may, i like this one because it's sort of like uh, got so many layers to it um <laughs> like obviously the sister thing but on it Uh, What my first thought when I read this, was like, wow, what a savvy business um, sister you have. Pretty impressive. Like I'm like, that's honestly, I wouldn't have thought to charge because you shouldn't. But on the other hand, if I was this person's sister, I'd be like, good business move. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, wow. There's definitely two sides to it. Yeah. I'd be like, you're really um, thinking ahead and this is going to really help you in your future. I don't want to pay you but like maybe you know what I would do I'd be like how can I get in business with you let's charge ah, the kids in the neighborhood because then there you're you like go. let's join like see the join that join the corrupt government and figure it out no
1: that's no but that's that's true no but I like that that's kind of like yeah, we were talking about earlier like facing adversity and instead yeah. of uh, going through it and running up against it, you go random or with it that's a new one go with, with
0: it. it well because four dollars for an hour is a lot because mm. it's like I feel like if you go to an arcade you could not that they have this, but, like, you know, you could play a game for, like, 25 cents. Yeah. So it's not even fair market value, but maybe you're paying a convenience charge because it's in your home. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: It seems very – it seems quite extortionate, $4 an hour. But I guess, okay, what's the electricity? It's, like, two cents. So yeah. there really is quite a market. And it's there.
0: also time, right? Maybe the sister's like, you're paying me because I wanted to play. Yeah. So you're taking my pleasure away.
1: I guess the other thing would be maybe learn from your sister and think of something that they would really like for $4 an hour. Trading and collaboration seems to be how people really get ahead in show business, at least. Yeah. Uh, That seems to be the most like um, association in show biz. Like Mm. people like to pretend that it's not the biggest thing, but I mean, it's. It depends on who you're seen with, how other people perceive you oh, and sure, what you get okay. invited to. So maybe like collaboration, like maybe the... Maybe the secret there to win that Reddit thing is a collaboration between the two of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. You want yeah. to be seen as a team. Well, the other thing I was going to say is like, there's another side to this. It seems like the sister just doesn't want her to play. It's not, I don't think the sister wants money, right? Doesn't it read <laughs> as like, it's not that she wants money, it's that she doesn't really want to lend it. So she's <laughs> making these, um, she's like making these uh, obstacles, which leads me to think that the, Other option, if she wasn't to charge her, is to just say, No, you can't play with it. And it's hers, right? So I think that's, it says, My sister bought a PS4. Yeah. And this girl's like, I can't buy one. So it's like, She bought it with her money. I kind of feel like she should share because sharing's good, but it's also totally within her right to say, No, i bought it you can't play with it so
1: if she comes home and her sister's playing with it, she should be able to boot her off the thing and say hey goodbye you don't don't even have to press save it's just over when she walks in the room but i think charging money for it's like come on maybe there's a lot of money in that household though maybe there's enough to go around
0: but to me the charging makes me think like that's like she's giving her way out of like she's like i don't want to lend it and i won't feel good if i lend it but the only way i'll feel good about lending it is if you pay me yeah so that is a better option than no I, With no way out. <laughs> I
1: th- here, look, I I, th- I think you you can make an argument for both. Uh-huh. My brain won't allow me to charge my family. for No, anything. I wouldn't do that. But it is so funny I know, to me. I know that that's, that's funny. Like, that people are comfortable doing that is funny to me. But I guess in some people's worlds, that's just normal.
0: I do love... That whoever the sister is, I think it's so funny. A younger sister <laughs> who somehow has more money than her older sister and is charging for it. Dude,
1: I think that, uh, that seems to be quite common. Are you, have you brothers and sisters?
0: Uh, yeah, I have a twin actually. So, okay. yeah. So, I, so who's the youngest? She's younger than me by two minutes.
1: Okay. So,
0: I don't think I've ever charged her for stuff, but I for sure used to um, re gift. Okay. Like, I would give her stuff that I didn't want and like wrap it up and be like, I got you a gift.
1: Oh, nice. So, the, ma- the magic of twins identical.
0: Um, I don't know. We look the same, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I have a friend who I'm editing something with now, uh, and he's got a twin, uh-huh. and the two of them get up to all sorts of hijinks, or they did, using their twinage. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've I, and so fascinating uh, world for someone outside of it. Oh twins yeah like what, what's possible as twins like you know then what really can you achieve
0: not that much I mean we're kind of just <laughs> kind of <laughs> just uh, the sisters who look the same that's <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I know no but in, in the mind of a non-twin it's like I oh know, my god the hijinks must be incredible yeah
0: yeah I've, we really like w- squandered our hijinks ears <laughs> um, okay here's one more
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, this is short I feel like I annoy people this is by Ian the mole 93 so I'm a 20 26 um, male and for most of my life I've always felt like I annoy people. <laughs> While in groups of four or more people I stay quiet and can't talk but when I'm one-on-one I can hold a conversation. Even when it comes to texting people I know and enjoy my company I just feel like I annoy them.
1: Oh man. it's kind of sad. Yeah. That's what do you a- think about this? Well I guess the first thing I would do if I felt like that would be find a confidant and ask them mm-hmm. and then if they said no then I would Start maybe see a therapist and, and, and start working on my self esteem, right?
0: Yeah, because
1: that's that's a horrible thing. I, I had a little bit of that, I guess, when I was growing up. But the Irish culture is very uh subservient, and it's like, uh, oh no, 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 thanks, I'm good. I never, you never want anything, yeah, no one can ever give you anything. And then, uh,
0: do you, re- does that make you not? uh check in with your own emotions a lot like oh, you're yeah, always thinking about yeah. what other people think and not how you feel
1: yeah I'm shocked I'm shocked by a revelation when i came to hollywood i was doing this uh went to this acting school uh-huh. and then all of a sudden i realized that uh there's a lot of power in letting people know what you want mm-hmm. and it's not selfish because i was uh, you know n- no fo- my parents are amazing i'm very lucky to have had two loving parents but the Irish culture in itself is like, uh, oh, no, like we feel guilty about mm. having so much shame. Like it's like <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're like we feel guilty about most things. So it's just uh-huh. walking the earth with guilt. And then you come to America and compared to Ireland, it's 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 uh, it seems so confident. People seem so uh-huh. confident about themselves and this, the individuals that they are are, are worth worth something. Uh, Where, L.A. especially. Yeah.
0: It's all about like self-worth and self-care. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I love I love the humility of that, uh-huh. uh and and I love that underdog mentality. That being kind of like a, the Irish kind of feel like underdogs, you know. Uh-huh. But it's a pri- it's a proud underdog. It's not mm. like a. It's like because we had the, uh, uh, what well, we we call it eight hundred years of oppression from England. You mm-hmm. know, we had a, a surf system and we had. Uh, you know, a lot of problems there mm-hmm. and the civil civil unrest or troubles in the north until 2000. They're mm-hmm. just kicking off again, which is pretty sad. I think it's oh. going to escalate. But like uh, we always had something to rebel against in Ireland. And I think that's uh, I, I think there's a lot to be said for being an, an underdog because uh, it gives you uh, a desire to overthrow and rebel.
0: Yeah, it's like you're talking uh, about having this higher cause.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it gives you somewhere to go at least. Yeah. Because I think sometimes starting at the top in life can be really debilitating. Sure. uh, And I see it all the time. You know, people with a lot of uh, security, they're so secure that, you know, they just kind of drift.
0: Yeah, why would you change if everything's good? If someone asked you that it was your friend, if they annoyed you and they did, would you be honest?
1: Yeah, yeah. You would? Yeah, I try. I I usually try and temper it though, because I. You
0: I, say you would be more like, well, this thing you do can be. Yeah, make a sandwich. I
1: love sandwich, you know. Positive on the front, <laughs> then you hit them with the the roundhouse, and then you give them another positive.
0: I don't know if I would be able. I always want to be honest, but it's also so hard to hurt someone. And if someone's genuinely like mm. upset and like, I feel like I annoy you.
1: Yeah. It yeah. would be so
0: hard to be like, yeah, you do. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: So, yeah, what I, I, I'd i like to think this is what I would do is I would probably give them some strategies to improve oh, their sure. situation. So someone said, hey, do you find me? And I go, hey, okay, so here's two or three things that I used to do. You know, give them a, f- oh, there say, you go. Give them a few things I used to do that used to annoy people, and then I figured it out. And now, it, like, I don't have that problem. So I go, so just don't, like, talk all the time.
0: <laughs> and.
1: Don't, like, don't run up to people and go, yo, what's up? You
0: know what, though? I actually, okay, I take back the annoying thing because I actually think this is not a case of do people. I don't really think this is a person who is actually afraid that they're annoying people. This is someone who annoys themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. When you think you're annoying people, it's because something about you isn't right because you aren't accepting yourself. Because here's the thing. Other people are humans and they can take care of themselves that's the real thing and some people can't mm-hmm. but like you have to assume that everyone can take care of themselves is that yeah. you have to assume they're telling you what they want and if they're not that's on them they have to figure it out yeah. so if you're annoying them and they can't tell you and they still want to be around you it's not your job to like change who you are to be make them more comfortable it should be their job to either stop being your friend if they're that annoyed mm-hmm. or they're probably not annoyed by you because, <laughs> like, why else are they hanging out with you?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right, and I think I do think that you can actually like um, improve yourself by not thinking about yourself. Like, you mm-hmm. have to internally reflect, right? But so that you know who you are. But then to improve upon yourself, I think you have to like uh, you have to aim outwards at helping others yeah. because when you help others, there's something <laughs> something magical happens to your self-esteem, and it's kind of been yeah. obfuscated from us, you know, like. Look, we live in a capitalist society, fine, but there's so much stuff on sale now that <laughs> that and there's so many things between us and our fellow human that we don't realize the value of just like helping others, like yeah. like like helping others is so rewarding for your brain and like the endorphin rush that if, it's almost selfish to help other people, but somewhere along the way we we lost track of how rewarding that is. Yeah. So I I would just say like uh, this guy maybe like. If you're annoying, maybe stop focusing on yourself and help <laughs> others, and watch how you kind of round yourself out as a human.
0: I want to add to that because I think I also have been learning in therapy the flip side of that. I think obviously helping others is good and it can be selfish, like you say. But I also think helping yourself can be selfless. Oh, awesome! Because yeah. When you take care of yourself, like this guy who thinks he's annoying, he's an or this yeah is a guy. This guy who thinks he's annoying other people is so worried about how other people think that he forgot to think about himself and if he just takes care of himself he's actually probably going to be less annoying because he might not i i I actually really like felt this because i used to feel this way a lot like constantly insecure Mm -hmm. like oh my god this person hates me this person doesn't like me i said something weird and the truth is we all have moments we're not always all liked all all the time right it's very human like when i've thought that i've annoyed people like probably i did but once I got over that, I probably became less annoying. And also, I could, like, we could always still be annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I probably still annoy certain people and certain people I don't. But if I spend a lot of time thinking about how other people are feeling about me, then I, like, that's out of my control. Yeah. The only thing I can do is be like, what do I want? Like, mm-hmm. and I think what this guy really wants is just to have friends that, do like maybe in his mind, he's like, I annoyed this person because they didn't invite me to the movies, so I the, did something wrong. But I think,
1: I think you're dead right. I think yeah. if this guy starts focusing on improving himself, yeah, because it sounds like he's basing his whole value on how other people react to him, as opposed to basing his value on things like, Oh, I got my driver's license, small self esteem builders. Yeah so I like used, i got my driver's license i walked 10 miles hey i'm kind of i'm getting fitter oh i educated myself i know about socrates you know like weird st- I know like, about socrates. i'm just like but like it, it's weird things man that give you self-esteem knowledge yeah. is one of them and like like just to be able to trade conversation instead of like just constantly worried about the minutiae of how mm-hmm. you're walking or entering a room or who's watching you but to actually be able to engage the world with some Being value, present. bringing value to the world yeah. a lot of people just kind of walk around not bringing value and they wonder why. Like people find them difficult. It's like,
0: well, <laughs>
1: well, whenever someone meets you, they aren't gaining anything. And you might say, "Well, that's not how people you should be." Able-. No, every transaction yeah. is a, even this conversation is an exchange of knowledge. Like, I don't want to be right about it, and I want to go home with like, "Oh, I never thought of that." Well,
0: I don't think. Um- I don't think people's values are in what they do. I actually mm-hmm. don't. I used to because I was very much came from a high achieving household and like yeah. my, my the city I grew up in is all about like high achievements, like chasing milestones. And that's how I was raised. And it took a long time to get out of that mindset. And now I'm like, and I still kind of have that because whenever I get anything like I'm, you know, even, you know, a showcase or something, I still in my mind feel that adrenaline rush. But... I actually do believe it's something I'm working toward fully, like, living... Um the truth of but like i really do believe it's not actually what we do that makes us oh no, valuable. No, oh yeah not, so, i'm so, not
1: saying that just so you No, know. <laughs> no, i know what you
0: mean because it's like sometimes you feel like oh i can't do anything about my situation so i'll just improve myself which i think is great to have yeah. but i also think uh you have to learn to love what you are like even if you don't know socrates you're still 100 percent, you know yeah like but it's more about what do you want i think that's uh to me the the key to like figuring out happiness is like what do you want but like really knowing it and yeah. then why do you want it and then like putting it out there being not afraid to say like actually i want to be rich and famous like if you're if that's really what you want and you accept that and also you're helping people, that's fine. Like those rich and famous are not mutually exclusive with like being a bad, you know, good person.
1: It's fascinating to watch people demonize uh, rich people. Well, that's the thing, there's a lot of uh, self-loathing. The richer I get, the more I can uh, help people, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: there's obviously tons of shitty rich people, right? Like I'll give you that. And poor people. Yes, of course, but that's (laughs) what the self-loathing comes in, right, when people who are poor who want to be rich but hate rich people, and then they're like, but I actually want it, and that's, and then you're not accepting that you want this thing Mm-hmm. But if you just say, I want this and I'm working towards it and I'm going to do it in the right way and be a good person, yeah. then you accept yourself. Um, so I don't know. I, I really no, I think like, you're yeah. right.
1: And I think everyone has uh, before anyone takes action or, or says anything or utters a word, we all have intrinsic innate value. Yeah. And that doesn't change or dissipate or is lessened over time. You just are enough. Yeah. Uh, I think kind of to clarify kind of what I was saying is basically like just self-improvement is is worth it introspection yeah, yeah. is worth it sitting alone looking at a tree <laughs> going on a retreat for three days will like it'll elucidate everything for you it'll make everything clear what you're supposed to do in your life uh-huh. like it's just like and uh worrying about what other people think is the antithesis of that yeah or the opposite of that because so, like, you
0: can't know they can lie yeah, they might but because they matter. don't know either don't you're
1: know. Al- you're also nature knows yeah <laughs> uh, pe- people that you meet on the street are also struggling and lost they need to go to nature too but if you go out and go for a walk in the hills man uh, the path becomes very clear.
0: Yeah, a tree doesn't like a wonder reset. what other flowers think of it. It's just yeah. like, I'm a fucking tree, dude. <laughs> I'm growing <laughs> and I'm going to be here. And then when someone chops me down, I'm not. Wouldn't you know, that be weird it. if there was
1: just a forest full of insecure trees? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great.
0: Uh, what do you guys think of my branch? Yeah, yeah, uh, like,
1: yeah. like and the, obviously the catchphrase is, yeah, I don't know really what I believe, I just kind of go with the wind. <laughs> uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I'm here all week.
0: Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: You're awesome, by um, well. your, oh, your energy's you. the way. Your energy is true to roof, positive. I love like it. Oh, thank you. It. That's and I really know nice I, to hear. I went in circles. So. Uh, no, no, so that's great.
0: I loved hearing it. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, Francis Cronin, anywhere on the internet. F-R-A-N-C-I-S-C-R-O-N-I-N. I still have to spell it. That's the level I'm operating at.
0: Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so follow him. Wait, so do you go by Frank too? Or? Uh, Fra- yeah, oh, Frank. Francis. Or uh, on stage? What's your stage name? Francis,
1: because when I was okay. coming to America, I had to line up all the visas. And uh, when they Google you, you want your... Fr- all of that to line up with the visa, but my real name is Frank. Gotcha, well, gotcha. in Irish, but there
0: you go. We'll follow. Uh, go watch Fran- Frank Francis. Uh, I, I guess Francis, because that will be <laughs> what it's listed on um, yeah. stand-up flyers. Um, go see him do stand-up and watch his doc when it comes out in December. Thank you. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod, or um, if you want to donate to the pay- uh, PayPal, a little tips for to help the show run. It's PayPal.me/slash You Can Tell Me Anything. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>